up, listeners? It's your host, Chief Swiftwater here, jumping in for Season 4, Episode 6. We got a fat fucking interview with X-Regrets in another installment of Jam Crashers, where we show up to your practice and fucking crash that shit. Now, this interview is pretty fucking awesome, and I just want to dive right into it. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get this fucking housekeeping right out of the way so we can have some fun. Do you want to support this show? Head on over to anchor.fm slash localobscene slash support where you can become a monthly contributor for as low as 99 cents. Every little bit helps. I have some huge dreams and I want to provide you with the ultimate podcasting experience. But I understand things are crazy in the world right now. So if you could go over to our Facebook page, Local Obscene, my Instagram, Chief Swiftwater, give us a follow and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, give us the ratings. That shit goes a long fucking way. All right, enough housekeeping. This Saturday at the Gas Monkey Bar and Grill, the X Regrets are fucking taking the stage. Also playing Antagonizers, Dog Company, Sniper 66, and Lethal Dose. DJ Nikki Hertz, DJ Rudy Rubin, a fucking killer ass show this Saturday, July 17th. So be sure and catch the fucking extra regrets. But without further ado, <laughs> oh no, I present to you Jam Crashers with X Regrets. We just rolled up to the X Regrets practice headquarters where we are going to fucking crash this jam on another riveting episode of Jam Crashers featuring the X-Regrets. Let's go knock on the door. It's a pretty pink door, too. Oh, what the fuck? Cans are falling out of my shit. It's a fucking Red Bull. I really need to stop drinking this fucking shits. Jesus, fuck, the shit's all tingle. Okay, we're good. We're good, you guys. All right. It's a very nice-looking home here in, uh... Oh, I think I can hear some fucking sounds. Oh, shit, they're in the fucking heat of it. I like this. I should just fucking barge in. <laughs> Ding dong. Was that, listeners? You just gotta walk through the front door of the fucking Jones's house into the middle of an X Regrets jam. All right, so we continued. 
We continued on, and we all sat in the living room, and there were so many adorable cats. I was in heaven. So far, we've found two fluffy poofs. Oh, hello. Cat count. Ding, ding. Cat count. We got one gray fluffy poof who is so sweet. Hello, gray fluffy poof. Oh, this is a Suki J cat. Oh. Yeah, Suki J. <laughs> There's no to think about my fluff. Riku cat over here. Riku cat. We got a nice kind of what is that? A white and brown. It's it's a Siamese, like okay. spotted thing. I don't know. <laughs> Siamese spotted, spotted thing. thing. Let's give some head pets. Oh, sniffs. <laughs> yeah. Riku cat is the one that not sure about humans. <laughs> I like a couple of years. She just smelled like crazy though. Oh, everything up. I don't know where Fluffy Pants went. <laughs> fluffy Pants. Her name's Sora, but we just call her Princess Fluffy Pants. We have been brought another fluff. The retailed cat. <laughs> Who's this fluff? This is Emiko Jones. Emiko <laughs> Jones. Yeah. Sounds like this superhero character. Jones. <laughs> 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 Emiko is the prissy cat. Yeah. Her oh. name was Princess Prissy Pants. She she has to have her water glass at a certain temperature. Oh, God. And then she has to have her spring water at a certain temperature yeah. at a level. And if it gets below that, she gets a little aggressive. <laughs> that she feels like her humans are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's right. We yeah. serve the cats. That's right. <laughs> well, it's nice to be surrounded by so many beautiful fluffs. <laughs> yeah, it's got a delicious beer. Actually, it's nice tea at this point. Yeah, do you need a beverage? I'm down. <laughs> I'll let my whistle. Beer. I'll say the best thing about. Let's go raid the fridge. Yeah, you got me. It's the beer fridge. The beer fridge. The beer fridge. Well, Let's see what they got in here. Another run tomorrow for the next fan practice because it's getting a little low, but. Yeah, so Houston beer fridge. Beer fridge. Beer fridge, Houston. So when you come over, hi beer fridge. Usually that's full, but just help yourself to whatever you want. Holy shit! There's quite an assortment of delicious IPAs. It's a surprise. And some ciders. Damn! I think I'm gonna go with that deep alum. There you go. Why, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Your hospitality is outstanding. <laughs> And we're old. We just want people to come see us. <laughs> so, so if Extra Crest was a skull band, is what you're telling me. That's that's the flyer we need to make. If Extra Crest like was a skull band. If Extra Crest was a skull band, we decided that Terry would be the fifth member. Obviously, duh. Uh, then the cats are sixth, and the beer fridge is seventh. And if we're at seven people, we got a skull band, bro. Like, make pretty interesting photos of the cats in the beer fridge. We're all skanking in the picture. Someone's got their <laughs> arm around the beer fridge. We've got the beer fridge like on a <laughs> dolly. With a fa like, like a face drawn on it. It's a beer fridge. I should be number five. Put me in seven. I should be five. Turn me up in the mix, guys. The beer fridge doesn't have a soul. I mean, well, maybe it does. I don't know. But like, I don't think the beer fridge has a soul. So I feel like it deserves to be lower in the list because, like, obviously, Terry has a huge, beautiful soul. And, uh, you know, cats all have souls. Sometimes they're demonic, but that's okay. I still like them. So, I feel Guardians like the of the underworld. It's okay, Beer Fridge. I know we, we all love, love, love you and you have a soul. She's just a non-believer. <laughs> ah, my bad. You have a soul. <laughs> and then a voice comes from the just, distance. Just, just I have a soul. Don't gain consciousness, please. <laughs> Well, that'd be bad, actually. Yeah. Dude, that beer fridge would have so many goddamn stories. Oh, dear. It would be the coolest person to hang out with. Like, for real, though, maybe it, it should be conscious. It also blackmail everyone. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that fridge. Actually, I, like, ironically, I spent, like, four years, like, four years of Sundays here, but I don't think that beer fridge has too many stories on me. Like, I felt like wow. the Joneses have way more stories. Oh, yeah. I, oh, shit. You know, it's like a while. That we all have some our hands into it, so. Yeah. Um, Beer fridge. They rewarded us. It's been happy. Yeah. <laughs> and they usually weren't clean hands either. No. Oh, no. No. And sometimes multiple people's hands at once. <laughs> Beer fridge. <laughs> oh, it's you a dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Alright, let's kick oh, this shit off. Yeah. We are here with the X Regrets at the fucking jam spot. Oh yeah, it's the Joneses house. The Joneses house. Hashtag keep it up with the Joneses. <laughs> In another riveting installment of Jam Crashers. How are you guys feeling today? Really good, man. It's been a good day. Wildly yeah. fast and otherwise. Uh, I didn't totally piss off everyone at practice, just John, so, like, you know, I've met my quota. <laughs> we did well. You got pissed yes. on? Oh, pissed off. Sorry. Off. Yeah, we don't know. It's not R. Kelly. That's later. Yeah. <laughs> That's at home. Or things that happen after I leave band practice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, every we, we, we do our Hashtag things that happen after I leave band practice. Damn, that's a fucking diary. Every time Zoom leaves, we all piss it on John. As long as it's not cat piss. Cat piss is He starts speaking German for some reason. We're not sure. Ooh, after hours. <laughs> so, what is the origin story of the X Regrets? Oh, shit. I'm YouTube. Zuki, you want to take this one? Okay, uh, I'll start it. Alright, so, uh, once upon a time, after I no longer decided to be a ska band, there was this band called X Regrets that Mikey and I started. Uh, and that was a, you know, short-lived attempt at something similar to what we're doing now, and, uh, I don't know, in some sort of, like, horrible and probably intoxicated argument, we had a debate of sex regrets versus ex regrets, and I'm gonna let Mikey take it from there, because I'm not gonna tell about my defeat. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I, I, the, the sex regrets, unfortunately, and I, you know, I'm not... You know, I'm not too too big to admit it. You know, I, I was having some issues um, with with my drinking, and we played a pretty big like it was our first gig at Three Links. And, and before to kind of preface it, before the Sexual Grads, Suki and I were in a in the Scott band together called Monkey Sphere, and uh, we had played a lot of shows at at Three Links. And that band, of course, the goal for Sex Regrets was gotta get back to Lynx, gotta get back to Lynx. And we, we got there, we played, and, uh, you know, it was a very celebratory mood. So I had a couple too many. Libations. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> That's what he's about. on the way home, I got uh, T boned by a City of Dallas transport vehicle. <coughs> and, uh, of course, cops showed up, and I ended up going to Lucera in a kilt. Yeah. And, uh,. <laughs> But you know things happen. No friends. Made a bunch of new friends. Made lots of new friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wearing the kilt and uh, no, I, that's just the only time I, I was in jail that I was like, please pump, put the jumpsuit on me, please, please, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to go the, the orange, tower, let me, man. Let, let me wear the orange jumpsuit, please. Oh and, uh, no! But no, no, it real it south. Me in the kilt. Oh, they let me keep my fedora too, so I was wearing my fedora and the kilt, so I was oh, looking nice. looking good in in Lou, in the Lou, and. Uh, uh, but yeah, anyway, after that, I, I did a lot of things. I had to get my you know my life in order and and you know get myself into a more healthier state. So um, we had a nice uh, three year absence. Yeah. So uh, I've always said that like Mikey is my son, and he told me I, I'm a writer and a performer, but not really. I don't really consider myself a musician. Uh, and then my kid and her roommates, and I was like, let's start a band. And then I took her to a Scott show. I was like, if we're going to do it, you have to do this. Because that's what, like, two people she who treat each other. She taught like, the ways of the skull, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, actually, you just tolerated it. You know, it's an instant means. But we practiced the song X Regrets today for the first time in a long time. And uh, that that's a song that talks about this whole story. And it talks about, like, regrets becoming remember wins. And it's about growth. And uh, when we started to write the bio into the EVK for Exergrets, the first thing that came out was Exergrets is essentially a coping mechanism. And so, uh, as much as I hate to admit it, I was wrong. We totally did need to change the name. It's totally appropriate because it is a different band and it's a different appreciation for music. Uh, and it also opened up the opportunity for me, at least, like in my mind, to include songs now that uh, have been in other projects that Mikey and I have had together, other projects that I've had with Ken Jones, uh, projects that like had really great songs that fit this message and like and this idea, but came from other spaces. And so it's nice that uh, it feels like a full full circle kind of moment for me, like where I actually feel like maybe okay, maybe I actually am kind of a musician. Uh, I like to call it my rose period. That's for genres. Uh, you know, but you know, also, you know, who doesn't who doesn't want to make some like 
super cocky comparison of Picasso. That's totally something for a little bit, too. But yeah, so but, you know, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of where we, we were yeah. at before. So that's but, where um, Extra Guest comes from. It was pretty cool. I think it was uh, actually January 1st, New Year's Day of last year, of 2020. Um, I... That's when I decided, okay, uh, you know, again, it had been three years since I had, I had played, you know, music in any sort of, like, live setting in a, in, with other people, and I decided, you know, okay, this is what I'm going to do this year, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a band together, and of course I wanted, I wanted Zoop to, to be with me, and um, I, during my kind of time off, I had uh, recorded some of my own songs, and... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. not some of your own songs. <laughs> Mikey had a, like... Y'all have no idea what kind of like library of music. <laughs> Mikey wrote in an attic by himself for three years and learned all kinds of shit that like my friend who was an okay bassist never would have been able to do on his own. So like, I, I did. I did replace uh, my addiction to uh, alcohol to an addiction to music. Hey. And, and, I did, hey and that's how I and that's how I cope in a lot of ways. I wrote a lot of a lot of music uh, during that time and. John had actually uh, helped me out with uh, some recording. He did some drums for me on that, and I really liked the way he played. So um, when it came time to start the band, I knew I wanted Zook as a singer. I knew I wanted John as the uh, as the drummer. And of course, I had known Ken for years. Uh, his wife Terry was actually the drummer of Sex Regrets, so we had practiced over here. And um, you know, we knew Ken was, you know. He was our videographer, <laughs> Rody. Um, he, he played. He, he was basically a member of Sex Regrets as well. Um, when our when our old bassist uh, Eric couldn't make it, you know, Ken would fill in on bass and stuff. So he, he was basically a member of that band as well. So it just kind of happened that you know I, I put out I put out a quick post on Facebook. I was like looking for a bass player. Ken answered, said I'll do it. I was like, dude. You're in. Uh, <laughs> Actually, what I said is, hey, you guys need a place to practice yes. or to welcome here. And hey, if you know, that always helps. Base, I can do that so, for you, too. So yeah, we're uh, a before birds. we started recording, we were yeah. talking about the beer fridge. So, yes, the first instinct was beer fridge. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. And then, and then it was, okay, maybe you can play bass. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of beer fridge, man. <laughs> yeah, it was more important than a place to practice. It was like we could practice on the sidewalk as long as that beer fridge was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was great. It's great, and of course, everybody everybody knows the story of what happened last year with uh, the pandemic and everything. So it was just it was funny because we had got the band together. We've been Your timing was impeccable. <laughs> when we, we were rehearsing for about two months, we actually had shows booked at the end of March. Yeah, and then about a week before our. First gig that was booked, of course, everything, <laughs> the world shut down, so, um, but yeah, we, we, kept, we, kept pra- we kept practicing during that time, and, um, it was kind of good, because we actually got about a year, year and a half of practicing before we yeah, really played our yeah, first Yeah, we're like game. a new band, but, like, I feel from a performance perspective and, like, a tightness perspective, we're like a, see, like, seasoned band right like we're yeah. we're past training wheels as far as um i know i was trying not to do the plate but i'm so sorry you got a bunch Yeah, because we're breaking up now. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey talks too much. Yeah, we're the ego part. They've entered in the second phase. It's my blue period. <laughs> Rose period's over. So, if you could book the perfect show and whoever you asked me. would say yes, what lineup would you put together? Can we have some guidelines for this? That's way too wide. Right, like any bands? <laughs> any. Any bands? And they're going to say yes. Okay, so Sonic Youth. Even non-local? He's Sonic a non-local. Youth. This is my first, like... There you Sonic go. Youth. I mean, basically, we're Sonic Youth, so that, like, we have to play a show with them, right? I don't know where that inside joke started, but... I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> you started it! I did, I don't even remember. <laughs> Mikey was like, I don't know where it started. Bitch, it was you. <laughs> <laughs> we're basically a coping mechanism, and we're Sonic Youth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got Sonic Youth. Who else uh, are we adding? Put Bikini Kill in there. Oh, sure. shit. This is shaping up now. I'll let y'all. I'll let you pick. How about John? What do you got? Cam, um, let's go with something that, like, I know we both like. Uh, descendants. Say it, John. I've got to go with Say PBR. Pearl Jam. <laughs> 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 I would love to get on stage with those guys. Pearl Jam, yeah. They're they're cool human beings. Teenage bottle rocket guys are good, yeah. awesome people. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be yeah, fun fuck yeah. Show. 
Yeah. I think it'd be cool to have leftover crack because it would bring the ska. Shh, shh don't. Your mom's gonna listen to this now. She thinks what? crack. <laughs> <at> it, <baby>. Crack. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know what? My mom's <laughs> told you that Jones was a bad influence. Whatever show I play, I just have to get some leftover crack. <laughs> bring the ska thing back in the punk thing, but. Holy hell. Yeah, that sounds like a show for the ages. And of course, everything would happen at Three Links. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she, you know, giant stage. And we forget to buy tickets so we can get in. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't get into your own <laughs> show. It's really everyone else but us. Right, <laughs> <laughs> um, traffic and... Oh, yeah. Oh, to the show. Can't oh, find a place to park. <laughs> you, you, get, to the show you, you run into a flood and... Yeah. You, get, you get T-boned. Of course. I get T-boned to T-bell, and that's how the it goes. Worst, Not uh, boned, T-boned. Uh, <laughs> I should get sliders. I don't know about you guys. I run into a flood. Sliders and bones. and Sliders from that. Dude, there goes Ken Jones, always with the fucking uh, dad jokes. We, we, all, we all get the... Uh, <laughs> he, he's band dad, though, right? We all get in horror. Fuck yeah, he's band dad. Band dad. Band dad. I just love that line. Okay, so we played at Killers. Uh, as you did here recently, but like, yeah. we played at Killers a couple weeks ago, and that was our first, like, actual legit show that wasn't a pop-up I playing at a friend's apartment complex. That's another story. <laughs> uh, anyways, so we're sitting there with uh, Ken's son, alright? So, and, and if you don't know, the, the Joneses uh, have a Brady Bunch kind of situation. They both have children from previous marriages and a son together. Anyways, so it's I'm just really story. happy when I can tell the difference between a Jones kid and a Jones kid's friend. Anyways, we're sitting there with one of the Jones kids. And this guy's asking me and Mikey about our band and we're talking about it. And he turns to the Jones kids and they're like, So you're the band? He goes, Well, actually, my parents play with them. And like, the guy thinks, he, at first thinks he's like telling a joke and like laughs. He's like, No, I'm serious. And like, he looks at us, we're like, yep. It's true. Like, yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> true. Hashtag eat up with the Joneses. Who doesn't want their parents to be like, Yeah, they put a band with people my age. And like, I like the music enough that not only do I come, but my friends come with me. Like, that's when you know you're in a good situation where, like, it's not just, like, the obligatory, like, my parents were good parents, so I'm going to come support them. It's like, no, I like them enough that, like, <laughs> my friends actually want to come, too. Go. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay, so what would you say is your greatest inspiration for doing what you guys do? So much to go before I get all heavy on that shit. It's yeah. about to get fucking <laughs> heavy, you guys. I mean, from what I, like I said earlier, like, from being away from it for so long, and honestly, like, during that time, I had a bunch of other personal stuff going on, too, and I didn't even know if I was ever gonna do this again. And, like, I, you know, I kind of grieved that loss and kind of came to terms with, yeah, okay, maybe if I'm done, I'm done. Uh, I mean, I've been playing since I was in my, playing live since I was, like legitimately since I was in my early 20s so it's been at that point it had been about 15 years since I started so I was like okay if this is the end this is the end but as time went on like you know it that age started growing and I, I was like okay though no, this is something that I have to do and no matter what other like relationship or life situation that I get myself in like it's always going to be like party number well, first party number one you gotta you gotta be nice to my kids party number two <laughs> behind the kids is I gotta I gotta I gotta play music and so this is just something that I have to do I like I love writing songs I love writing songs and getting the experience of you know the other band members coming in and, and putting in their own spin of course Soup just being a great lyricist and singer uh, being able to like put you know her words I've always I've always said too that she's my She's my mouthpiece because I, I suck at writing lyrics. You're so bad at it. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> You're such a better singer now, though. Like, I will, I like, I must say, I sound like, fuck, uh, I think I was um, 25 years old when we first tried to start writing music together. Mm -hmm. So it's been a decade now. Right. Uh, boy, whoa. Play. Who is this Mikey French Toast that I work with now? Like, and I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing to me is, is the growth in your uh, vocal ability. Yeah. You still suck at writing lyrics. Okay, right but on. I will say, I will say, uh, full disclosure, because I get asked all the time because I have a vagina if I write my own lyrics, 70% uh, plus of my hook lines come from the working title that the track comes to me with my, from Mikey. And the cool thing about that well, I can name a song. is like, yeah, like, dude, the, the name of the song, the hook of the song, 70% uh, of the time, if not more. 
Because for Mikey, uh, and the, the fun part of that is when whatever I manifest that as is vastly different sure. than whatever inspiration what you in had brain, yeah. for like naming it and like seeing that difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also kind of need to focus at times because I could write it, you know, the same song, twenty million different ways. This band is basically, if I could distill it down to any common theme, it would be, it's really the story of their friendship throughout yeah. the years and you know we're all, we're all cast we're all in the cast no it's a family <laughs> no this band is but, a family no and I don't say that with any kind of like um, <laughs> awkwardness or any kind of like ill feelings it's just I'm learning that you know it's like I didn't the, you learn the whole dynamic it's you know they're, they're steering the ship and it's his creative it's his songwriting and like, it's yeah, her like, I'm yeah. gonna, they, I'm they gonna, keep each other on point and it's just a cool thing to see and we're, for we're me like I have grown to desperately need the outlet of not only processing my own shit through writing and a, in a but in a performance component because I'm a theater kid uh, and through 2020, I think that was, I got to a point with our music, even though I was, I felt like it was the best music that either one of, that Mike and I were writing. It's the best lyrics I was writing, the best, like, instrumentals that Mike was writing. We were editing each other in a way that we had not ever done before, um, with a lot of engagement and really a blended approach to everything. But I needed... To me, for, for me, uh, music is medicine, but the important component for me is therapy on stage. To be able to emote in front of people to the depths and spances that I do on a regular basis as a human being, because that's part of my existence. Um, to be able to do that in front of people in a space where there is no judgment to that. And not only is there, not only is there no judgment or like speculation when you see someone engaging intensely in emotion, it's encouraged and expected and wanted and sought after, uh, to have that space where that's okay with something that I realized deeply in 2020 I needed. Uh, and like, that's totally an addiction I'm Totally okay with that. I have a lot of addictions. I'm not so okay with. But of all the addictions I have, that's one of the healthiest. Uh, Because (laughs) at the end of the day, emoting on stage like that and having therapy on stage allows other people to connect. And it doesn't matter if it's the same experience. It's the fact that they're connecting to something and they have a space where they're able to feel that feels comfortable and that they want to and that that's there's nothing better to me than watching the back of a place like killers the taco line which you know is like a very it's a stone's throw for the stage (laughs) when you are emoting on stage to the point where that line is turning and watching everything you're doing that's a story to tell that's something that people need to see and people are scared to do and i've never been scared to do it i actually can't not do it so having that outlet is a great opportunity um and so, yes, Estrogas is essentially a coping mechanism. But more than anything, uh, with this band and the curation of songs from past projects that I talked about, like wanting to do with this project, are all about sending a message of, you know, uh, not only, you know, there is a socio-political component to the band. I am a, you know... Uh, Kathleen Hanna for president, okay? Like, right girl, through and through. I'm an angry white girl with shit to say. Um, but I feel like the message that I have to say is one that's important to everyone and is universal. And one of the things that I do really love about this group is how different we all are. Um, and the fact that we all believe in what, and not only in the music and what we're doing, but in each other. And we love and respect each other. Um, and that's a message that I feel is lost right now. And so uh, one that I like feel is so important to put back out there that, hey, we can have these strong opinions about everything, but until we're willing to sit back and fucking listen to each other, all right, we need to have a fucking Plastica politics, less than Jake moment, right? And listen (laughs) to everyone around us and realize that we're not that fucking different. And I feel like Extra Gets has a big component of that too. 
that's really important. Yeah. Ah, oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> Once you edit it, it's going to be great. <laughs> no editing. <laughs> All right. Tradition has it here on the local obscene. We like to put you in a situation. You can go ahead. Just Jen walks out of the situation. <laughs> Riku has replaced Zuki. What do you have to say about it, Riku? Well, I was throwing a ball, and, and people stopped throwing the ball, so I'm not happy about that. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we almost had a party foul. <laughs> We're with the boys of X Regrets now. <laughs> what would you say uh, is one of your favorite memories from the couple of shows you played? Oh man. Um, I'll say something. Um, okay. That Halloween show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that, that, I'm so with you on that, dude. Oh my gosh. That. that might be one of the only people in the band that has a memory from that show. <laughs> oh, fuck. I still remember parts. Ken might remember. <laughs> um, I mean, what? We we played this fest. Uh, we were at Stephanie's house, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, that's all that I remember. So, check it, yeah, uh, we were dressed as... What about the costume, too? Yeah, uh, yeah so, uh, <laughs> they were the ghosts, and I was Pac-Man. We were at Stephanie's property for her October Fest. Out in fucking Greenville. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. That's all I got, guys. That's all I remember that. And then I blacked out. Yeah. Oh, no, it, well, we had misfortune of playing dead last that night. So, and it was the dankest night. <laughs> it was amazing. That's way to describe it. And I don't mean dank in the in the way <laughs> cast would say dank. But I mean, <laughs> I mean dank in the, yeah. If you haven't figured out, uh, we've already explained that it Ken's be. the dad of the band. <laughs> Me and Mikey are like the fighting <laughs> twins. And uh, John's the judgy big brother. So, <laughs> Wait, you said the responsible. Uh, oh, responsible. Well, that's what that's that means. What he means by danky is never in my life had I been outside where it wasn't raining, but the ground got wetter as the night went on. And the temperature was dropping. So uh, basically, by the time we got on stage, I had I had I had vans on. Uh, I, I really couldn't feel my toes. They were that cold. We get out there. Uh, the other great thing, and at some point, Mikey has a problem with a cord or no, and then the microphone started shorting out. Yeah, the microphones never were working right. Well, no, and like, but the thing with the cord, I remember you were trying to figure it out. You got mad. You threw your guitar <laughs> down, and I'm like, God, oh, oh yeah, this is this is awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, uh, we're acting like a punk rock band right now. I'm having a lot of fun. Well, Sounds fucking legendary. Good enough for rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, yes. I wish I could have seen it. I don't remember yeah. you throwing your guitar. That tells you we, what kind of night I had. I had a few. I actually <laughs> had a few, a few of several things. Uh, I arrived. My buddy was there. He had a bottle of absinthe. Oh, shit. Oh, there were Joe Shout out, Jane Stein. We love you. Jane Stein. I love Jane Stein. I do love Jane Stein, but yeah, he had a bottle of absinthe. Before I got to the party, it was absinthe. After a little pop up bar they had, they had some, was it moonshine or Everclear Punch? Yeah, apple moonshine. I don't remember. It was delicious. That sounds yummy. It was. I think I had some whiskey, and of course, I brought. Beer for myself, so I had some beer. So yeah, I was I was rolling pretty uh, pretty deep by the time we got on stage, and then of course, like Ken said, and then John said, it was so dangerous. Really? The stage had just like permeated oh, and just it was slippery. It was so slippery. I was like, like, a couple moving. times. It was moving. so fun though. Like fuck that show was fun. That's the things that like yeah. I don't know. Like, like uh, it's been a long time since Mikey and I wrote a song where I say we're too old, awkward, and ugly to be famous. No one in this band has any illusions of grandeur. Uh, like, you know, being on KXT would be cool. That's probably as far as we'll ever get. Like, that, and that would be, like, Hell huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be huge, actually. Yeah, but, but, hey, Nil Farasala, I know you, boo. Uh, I'll be shameless. But, like, having those moments, like, having stupid stories, and more than anything, yeah. a family. A second family, like... Yeah. Uh, if there's anything you learn when you start a band at the beginning of 2020, and then are just a band... 
for over a year as like the world allows you the opportunity to play again is that you appreciate having a band family. Yeah. You appreciate having the understanding of a band family and a support of a band family and just the, the community of it. Like a band sits somewhere between like your actual family and your significant other, <laughs> right? Like it's a totally different relationship, but there are band breakups and band conflicts that may be more disruptive to your life than family members you have issues with or for me like people you've dated uh <laughs> well that's well with family you, members you're always going to see them again yeah that's, yeah exactly. you have this other kind of stuff going on it's you a choice know. yeah you don't know it's a chosen family yeah but and john i don't know where your your, your head was at uh, but uh, so the halloween show for me though was that was our first real like planned set like yeah, we we had play a short set at a, at an apartment complex that got shut down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did see some videos of but, that actually. Oh, oh, that's but, great. I remember that. The Halloween show was it was uh, I think for all of us it was not only our first time you know playing on stage again like that in front of people like that in a you know in a really really long time. Of course, for me it was over three Last years, year. so I, I had a lot on it, but. Um, just the the joy that of that night of just being able to get on that stage and you know play in front of people again, uh, be around people again. Like it was, it was, it was a very very cool event, and you know, yeah, know. everyone's it was, it was a real chill, laid back thing. You know, it, was middle, it was in Greenville, Greenville, Texas, like kind of out in the middle of nowhere. You know, they had a fire go, they had a fire pit. So every every time you go somewhere, a fire pit's fucking. Fucking lit, so. uh, also, for the record, Stephanie Allard, I still have your goose egg mic stand on it. You still have our 20 bucks, and I love you for that, too. I love you for that. <laughs> we'll, trade, we'll trade the mic stand for the money. Hey, they were messing around with that fire. Hello, I'm going to hold this mic stand right like, that would be rude. <laughs> but, uh, but no, also, Stephanie could totally kick my ass. Like, for real, like, if you put us in a ring together, I would put my money on Stephanie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's just like, she got the reach advantage, period. Not alone. But no, it was just that whole night was it was just very joyful and um, yeah, even though we were slipping and sliding and almost falling off the stage, it was our shirts uh, were so gross afterwards. Just yeah. <laughs> Especially your skin, because I took yours thinking that it could be already used. That was a stupid idea. <laughs> no. It was so gross. But it was it was, it was a fun night and uh, my car was gross. <laughs> All the gross I was gross. Well everything was everything was wet. But it was so much fucking fun. Yeah. It was like what I felt like uh, Woodstock in the nineties was like. Alright, so you guys ready for the fucking situation? Oh yeah, that was about fifteen minutes ago. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the situation, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Alright. So you guys are out in Greenville. This is what happens when you start like at the end of the I'm sorry. That was my idea. I don't like. I'm not sorry about it. Actually, no. This is sorry, not sorry. Yeah, 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 sorry. Sorry, not sorry. We've all had some truth serum. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, you guys are out there at uh, Oktoberfest, and uh, things have been wet and gross and fun. And uh, you're you're about ready to leave, but a beam of light comes down from the sky, and you are abducted onto an alien spacecraft. Yes. How are you feeling about that so far? I'm oh. clinching. I'm guarding yeah. every hole. Every the holes are guarded. I am totally clinching. Preparing for the probe. <laughs> like there's some like homophobia in this group that like I'll slowly start to intimidate. Hey, wait a minute. Uh, there's a difference between homophobia is it, it, it's just like a genuine. Getting raped by an alien probe. Yeah, that's yeah. a different thing. <laughs> okay. It's for science. Okay, consent. Yeah, uh, uh, no, I'll take the consent factor. All right, so like we can be like comrades. Yeah, we're the same thing. Comrades on the consent component. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, like I don't know. Then, like, like, hey, y'all got weed up here? Aliens, are aliens really that fucking interested in us? That's my issue. It's like, what fucking alien race is wasting their time on our dumb Thank you. Unless, unless, unless we're going to take the ancient aliens approach and That's assume true. that we came from aliens, and then they're going to, even then, I feel like, even if we were disseminated from, like, alien blood, um, I feel like they're going to be like, oh, that was dumb. Like, this, yeah. like you know, the, uh, it's not even kind of an extra grade. It's just a regret. So. <laughs> I don't know, man. How many oh, yeah. times you get to meet an alien? 
I mean, no, I mean, I'm going up, bro. Like, I'm taking the beam. I don't I'm think we have like, a chance, a choice, right? But are they going to come after us? We're I don't think so. I think yeah. they're going to be, you know. It's a regret if I'm probed. It's an ex regret if I'm not probed. <laughs> I think I, I, I'd be wondering if. Does if, that work out? I'd be wondering if think Mojo about Nixon was either. right. Think about it. And they don't look like That's our next philosophical like debate. <laughs> that would be cool. Okay. John Rose and I have the best philosophical debates about like all yeah. kinds of things. Uh, and you know, we have different, uh, just like, t- just core beliefs, but we have the best conversations. And so I think the next philosophical debate will be how John Rose can explain to me that it's a regret if he's not probed. <laughs> and it's an extra regret if he is. I like, think it was Cartman, man, when we bring that up. That would be the best situation <laughs> if the aliens abducted both Zuki and John together. Oh my god, they're not ready for that. <laughs> they're just like, what? They, they're they're like, like, send them back! Yeah, it's, send them back! It, it's come back in 100,000 years. Let's see if they've yeah. evolved. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're not ready. Uh, okay, well, I feel ready. like uh, John Rose and I have an advanced debate technique with each other that is so nice. And yeah. uh, at times, you know, uh, here's the thing is at the end of the day, I'm probably closer to a feminazi than I actually want to admit. And, uh, you know, John, John Rose is a, is a very conservative Christian man, but we both believe in the separation of church and state and church and state. Um, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help no explode. I always do that because like, we often end up in situations where like John is asking like really great, engaging questions, and the person on the other side, even though they might agree with my opinion, cannot substantiate their viewpoint. Uh, and that's all John is looking for. It's someone that he can engage with. Like it's it's. it's well, I it's just good fucking it. conversation. Like, I'm so sorry that, like, you know, uh, making fun of someone or, like, saying you're wrong is not a conversation. It's, uh, it's shouting into the void, and that's it's just stupid. Like me. It's just nice to, to have a conversation with people that you don't actually see things eye to eye with that doesn't regret into, well, uh, as soon as they can't hit you logically, they start calling you names. Because uh, the name calling is just basically, I don't have to listen to what you said now. It's not even a category. Yeah. And now anything you say can be dismissed. Yeah. And it's like, man, that's not how we get along as people. And the thing is, I don't care what your politics is. You could be 180 degrees from me. That's a small part of who you are as you. Fuck, John and I are 180 degrees yeah. on multiple but things. But that's just a small but part of who you are, man. Like, There's so I'll much more like, people than politics. And we've, we've, for some reason, now are so hung up on that shit. It's like, no, man. This guy, you know, it is good to know now with this case, well, he's kind of an asshole, but <laughs> he's, he's not 100% an asshole. I mean, the thing and is, everybody, thing. like, I mean, honestly, most people who actually know me realize that I'm kind of a bitch sometimes. Uh, but, like, at the end of the day, like, I, uh, everyone in this band uh, has everyone else's back. And we all know. The great thing about spending a year together, only making music together, is that it gave us time to really get to know each other well. Uh, in a way that, like, I mean, Mike and I have a long-term relationship, and Ken, you and I have known each other for quite some time. I knew who John Rose was, and I thought he was way better than most of the drummers in the scene. Uh, and I totally wanted to work with someone who was great. Uh, and I also always personally like appreciated and enjoyed uh, watching like I like to watch people fucking stir shit up man like I fuck shit up too you know I'm a deviant little shit I like to do shit just because you're not supposed to that's something I enjoy so when I see someone doing uh, a disrupting in an intelligent way hell yeah I'm gonna take notice like that's that's punk rock as fuck to me yes so that's the first thing that happened in this situation alright Okay, so the first thing that's happened is that, like, I don't think the fucking aliens ever came for us. So I just missed the situation personally. Yeah, yeah. well, unfortunately, all four of you were taken onto the craft. Oh, so yeah. you're all in this white, Take completely, completely white Sorry. room. That yeah. sounds racist. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's it got to be white? Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, John Rose is all white. There's one, at least one non-white person. Oh, I guess. <laughs> she's just like, what is that? I'm reaching. I'm reaching. I'm reaching. I'm reaching. All right. So we're in a, so, a big white we're room. Right yes. Room. Yes. Black there is no color on the walls or anything, and in the center of this room is a large black sphere. Mm. 
What okay. are you guys gonna do? At least it's not the key. I mean, I'm gonna say that it's a black hole. Now I'm thinking of it's is a it black moving? hole dream. Is it sphere moving? Not it's, it's not. Moving it's just floating oh, about floating. five yeah. feet in the air. I cast a Gosh, detection oh. spell on it. Okay. I would walk up to the sphere and ask it if it had weed up there. Okay. <laughs> That's a current thing. So you, you approach oh, the sphere. Focused, man. He's focused. You approach the sphere and you ask it if it has weed and nothing comes out of it. Yeah. Just silence. I wonder if it's a magic eight ball. Like, yeah. Just kind of fears, I just like shake it. So you grab it and you try to shake it? Yeah, why not? Alright. He walks up, he grabs it and he tries to shake it. And as soon as you touch it, an entire map of the galaxy expands before you. See what happens, man. Hey, man. <laughs> you gotta risk it for the biscuit. You know what I'm saying? The last guy I touched it just turned into a pile of ash. So congrats. Good job. <laughs> so, so the whole universe? The whole galaxy. You're restricted to the Milky Way. But you realize that anywhere you can go, you can go anywhere you want, but you have a choice to make as a whole. You can either drive the ship back down to Earth and share this incredible technology with the entire world. Now screw people. Or the four of you can just travel the fucking stars so together. So we're the garbage fighters? <laughs> Dude, do we have our gear with us? Can we play shows in different planets? Okay, but here's the deal. Do we have our gear with us? Do we have gear? Yeah, I'm gonna say you have gear. Then we're going on tour. Test someone. Obviously, top someone priority is which identifying which planets have weed. Yes. Right, right. Well, second. Yeah, where's all the good weed at? And then that's where we're, we're gonna go. Is on there tour. weed in the Milky Way? So, all right, I'll give you a chance. You can use the beam to pick up a collection of items from Earth to take well, with you. Well, you gotta have Sweet, a cow. Okay. I learned that. So, first of all, how many items you have? We need a cow. All right, we have to have some sort. Okay. I, personally, we need a trombone. All right, guys. Because here's the thing: is if we're gonna drive, if we're gonna travel the universe, stuff. fighting the injustices of the world and the power of butt beans, we're gonna need a bone player, bro. You're gonna stop it. This isn't garbage fighters! It is now! <laughs> so, oh crap, I have to wear goggles and I can't see without my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yes! So we're picking up, picking up Todd the Bond. Trombones. The old Bucky Spirit Trombonist, and we're gonna get Todd the Bond and bring him with us. Back to the band! There you go. So you're gonna get all the instruments and. Yeah. I would say a handful of drugs. So, so this is this is the production from the, the October. A storage shed. We're not just beam up anything we want. We're getting so we yeah. go to California and find one of the dispensaries oh, for you. Hold on, take the beer fridge. The inventory. The beer fridge. Yeah, the beer fridge. Oh, beer, beer fridge. fridge. The inventory includes like all the gear, the beer fridge. A trombone player uh, and a trombone. Or maybe just a trombone. How advanced is the technology? Can they make the beer fridge sentient so it can talk to us? Can that it be the trombone player? That would be I so want a trombone player and beer fridge. fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, That's so at first I was going to say you can't bring any other humans with you. Sentient beer fridge, that plays the best. I'm going to make an exception. So you can't bring any humans with you, but you can bring the beer fridge and it will play it's a trombone not, for that's you. That's not a human, Sweet. even if it's sentient. So yeah. Still. That gets a pass. Uh, it's more human. We'll talk about Isaac Asimov about that later, but shout out Foundation. <laughs> Thank you, John. Uh, fuck yeah! So you guys are just gonna say fuck this, and you're just gonna go out there and just fucking sure, become an intergalactic okay. touring band. Yeah. Extra regrets. Fighting crime. Cruising the stars. Yes. Yes. Fighting oppression, not crime. That was a depression. I love Party, it. Party social injustices. Thank you. Power. That's certainly those we're going to do together. We're not going to rock for too long now. We're well, you know, Madam Z wants it happened in my body before, and so I only feel like if I uh, was to find my human form in the universe, that she once again. Have it, my soul. And try to find your way into the stratosphere somehow, so you finally get your chance. Fucking yeah, man! For a long time, it's a black hole dream. <laughs> yeah, you wrote a song about that. I did. And then I got this shitty tattoo in a fucking Motel Six. <laughs> he did. You got a tattoo in a Motel Six? Yeah, Skank and Jay oh, gave cool. me a fucking shitty tattoo in the Motel Six. 
is this tattoo took like four hours. Yeah, let's, let's, let's say that without context. Skate, skate and Jay gave her a shitty tattoo in a Motel 6. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Dude, that's the most gangster punk thing ever. Fuck yeah. I got like 500 punk points for that just now. I know. Um, punk points. I need to battle this bitch. That is through your account. She just blew away my punk from 1980 to 82 with that one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys want to know the final outcome of your situation? Yes. 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 Alright, so you guys get all the goodies, the fucking instruments, all the fucking weed you could ever want and the beer fridge playing trombone and you go out on your intergalactic tour and you meet thousands of worlds and thousands of civilizations and X Regret's name is spread across the fucking Milky Way and you decide at the end to go back to Earth and see ya you know, check up on them. But the whole interstellar fucking shit and the time and the fucking hundred thousands of years have passed since you've been there. And Earth is just a smoldering nuclear wasteland. That's different than that. (laughs) It's not smoldering yet. Dude, it's like a choose your own adventure book. We chose... The bad, we chose the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> For Earth, I mean, whatever. You, we had a great time. <laughs> Fuck you. I was happy. And you four are the last Earth humans in the whole galaxy. Oh, uh, shit. In a world. In a world. Congratulations. Congratulations. Hey, guys. We're the galactic stars. Hey, Once again, it's like, why did the aliens start to us in the first place, and why are we the last humans left? <laughs> <laughs> they fucked us. It's like, we're like getting a bad sample of wonderful humans. You'll see. Yeah, We've all turned into Trump all of a sudden. I don't know. <laughs> you. <laughs> well, thank you for Trigger. participating Trigger. in my nice situation. <laughs> all right, so. Everything we said was. So you guys have a fucking release coming up, from what I've heard. So, um, here in this summer, 2021, we'll be releasing our debut EP. Called Here Comes the Waterworks. Here Come the Waterworks. Fuck you. Here Come the Waterworks. Here Come the Waterworks. <laughs> the consult grammarly. Sir, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a nice mix, I feel like, of all the things that we've worked on. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's going to be some music videos that come out with it, a couple other things. So, our next performance is July 17th at Gas Monkey Bar and Grill. Yeah. Yes, that's what I was going to ask you about. Totally looking forward release, to that. I found out today, guys, that Justin Box, who is one of my favorite uh, punk rock chefs of all time, is going to be catering that. We're playing with Antagonizers ATL, nice. Cyber 66, Dog Company. It's a great lineup. Holy uh, fuck. I am blessed that HC Syndicate put that on that bill. And, Shout uh, out. And the entire uh, night is going to be a tribute to Marcus from Sitter CX. So, yes. who, taught, who taught Hugo of HC everything he knows about booking? Nice. And uh, I really like that it's a full compass night of all different types of punk rock and punk rock for a uh, you know sophisticated crowd. You hear that, listeners? Get those fucking tickets. And hey, I just want to give a shout out to Sean at Session Works. I have never had someone pimp my vocals as well as Sean <laughs> at Session Works does. I'll say uh, he's the first producer I ever worked with. I know fucking idea what I wanted. I had never been in a recording environment. Shit, I had never been in a band. So, like, I got no clue what I was doing, and to this day is my favorite. We just finished laying down the vocals for that album, and uh, that session was so much fun. It was so great to have someone who came in and, like, wanted to know the full range of sound. Express has a wide variety of music. Yeah. Um... And Sean's also Sean's and also. Sean's just a He's a good engineer. Like he, he obviously gets it sounding good, but he's also a very good, low key producer. Like he doesn't like walk in and try and stomp all over you and be like, yeah, because that ain't gonna work. But he will give <laughs> subtle suggestions that are just spot on. Mwah, yeah. It just yeah. really work. And, yeah, uh, and like and like with a with a genuine interest and desire to actualize the full sound. Like, I think he really listens to a band and wants to figure out what it is they're trying to achieve and help them do that. It's not about personal opinion or preferences all the time. Like, and that's nice. Gotta love that. Oh, yeah. And what was that again? Session Works? Session Works. uh, Hearst. And Hearst. Hell, yeah. Well, hear that, bands? Sounds like it's gonna be a good time. Go get your recording. Well, I'm super fucking stoked for your guys' debut album. And, of course the fucking show coming up 
And uh, what do you guys think about doing a little gym session? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna argue with these guys. Riku's coming as long as it includes throwing a ball down the hall that I can bring back. <laughs> ball down the hall. It's and, 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 over. You will only throw a ball. It's time to play fetch with and, and, and if anyone has listened this long into this, I'm sorry, this is actually what it's like being at IX Regrets band practice. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you've heard is basically pretty much normal. Can't get a word in edgewise. Now it's time for the closing statement with your host, Chief Swiftwater. What's up, listeners? It's your host, Chief Swiftwater, jumping back in for the closing statement. What a fucking awesome time it was going over to the X Regrets band practice and fucking drinking good beer hanging out with fluffy cats and good people i can't stress enough head on over to gas monkey bar and grill tomorrow night that is saturday july 17th it's gonna be a fucking raging good time and definitely head over to facebook Spotify, Instagram, all the fucking social media, all the streaming sites, and follow X Regrets to keep an eye out for that fucking new album that's on the way. So much excitement. I love it. And you know what else I love, listeners? I love you for listening to this show. It means the whole entire world. And I just, I fucking love you guys. You're amazing. If you want to support the show, head on over to anchor.fm slash local obscene slash support. All your money is going to go towards getting me the ultimate software and hardware to provide you with the ultimate podcasting experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, what a fun ass fucking episode. 
Also, another amazing thing about that show on Saturday, it is a memorial show for Marcos. And that guy, let me tell you, saying amazing is not is an understatement. He's a fucking incredible person who did so much for this scene. So be sure to go out there and show the love for Marcos. Rest in peace, man. You fucking ruled. All right. On that note, thank you again, listeners, for tuning in to this episode. And I will see you next time. I'm your host, Chief Swiftwater, signing off. <laughs>